This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Remember to subscribe to the Kelly and Ramya podcast at your leisure. Subscribe and you can check out the show in segment form or the complete Kelly and Company, Kelly and Company, Kelly and Rumya podcast experience. There's a flyback to the past, but, you know, we do that on these Fridays sometimes. Uh, check out the podcast. And if you would, while you're in there, give us a rating and review. We call this segment Cut for Time, where we look back at the conversations we've had on the program, we'd like to select a couple that maybe we wanted to add a little bit more to in when we were listening or during that conversation, but didn't have time. We welcome Beth Deer, who joins us, reporter and producer for the program. We'll get the Beth selection shortly, and we'll get comments from her in a bit. But Ramya will get us started today with Tuesday, right, Ram? Yep. I couldn't wait to bring this conversation back because we were so comfortable when we had it the first time. On Tuesday, wellness contributor Francis Wong talked to us about indigestion and a bunch of other stuff. But here she is defining indigestion for us. So people actually use acid reflux, indigestion, heartburn, anger interchangeably. And I thought it would be interesting to do a deeper dive to clear up any lingering confusion over Mm -hmm. these terms. Right. So, you know, sometimes when you eat something and it just doesn't go down well or set well in your stomach, you can get a combination of symptoms ranging from pain in your abdomen and chest to feelings of bloating, burping, nausea, or feeling too full after eating. Well, that's indigestion. And like dementia, it's an umbrella term. So it's not one specific symptom, but a group Mm. of them. You might also hear someone use the technical term of dyspepsia and more generally an upset stomach and both also refer to indigestion. Um, I think the reason really why I wanted to bring this back is just to have a conversation around how well we know our bodies. Of course, we talked a lot on Tuesday about our bodies changing as we get older. The most interesting and kind of shocking part for me was um, the muscles, the muscles of your digestive system that tend to... Uh, die down, not work as well as they used to, especially after 30. Wow, how fitting. Uh, But really just, you know, that making a big difference in how we eat and how our body processes what we eat. And of course, there are other things that just come up, right? Like uh, ripple effects of other conditions, health conditions that we have or circumstances that we go through, like pregnancy or surgery or other things. And um, I really just how well do we know our body? I go back to that question because we don't necessarily pay as much attention when everything is going well. So if you're young and your metabolism is fabulous and you love eating spicy foods and spicy foods agree with you and all these other circumstances, you know, you can really put away your stuff, then that's great. But as we get older, things shift clearly, clearly shift physiologically. And when those things happen, do we pay attention to what is happening when things are happening, the causal um, effect of where these things are coming from? You know, like, are we able to break down and say, yes, it's dairy that's making this happen to me? You know, I have a couple of friends who are um, lactose intolerant, for example, but to get to the conclusion that they're lactose intolerant, it wasn't just a walk in the park. (laughs) It wasn't just 
yes, uh, this cheese is not agreeing with me, so I must be lactose intolerant. No, it could also be the protein in the dairy. It could also be what you ate that dairy with. Was it processed? Was it unprocessed? Uh, does this happen every time you have every kind of dairy product, or is it specific to this particular thing? So, you know, the, the breakdown of just even figuring out how your body's reacting and responding to certain things is a journey in and of itself and as we get older and more of these things start adding up or you know one thing leads to another leads to another of how your body's responding it makes me very curious about how we track um and then there's of course like the aspect of are we eating healthy to begin with are we used to having more healthy satiating foods like fibers and full or whole carbs and unprocessed carbs and proper proteins? Or are we having a lot of the same kind of junk that we've always had and then expecting our bodies to just react the same way it's always reacted? So, I mean... Guilty. Yeah, me too, obviously. <laughs> yeah, this is, by the way, me not pointing fingers at other people. This is me just, like, keeping track of myself. But it is interesting, Beth, because, like, as we get older, we honestly can't eat the way we used to in whatever regard you want to take that Yeah. As. I could not agree more. Um, I've, I've personally found since uh, my pregnancy with Henley, I have become like so much more like sensitive to foods. In general. Um, and I used to be, yeah, like, and I used to be that person who could just like eat everything. And I'm not just, I'm not sure if it's because in my pregnancy with her, like I just had a lot of like food aversions and it really just like kind of like then put me off things like like certain things overall. Mm. I don't really know, but like I did find this topic so interesting, especially because I did not know the difference between like indigestion and heartburn, for example. Like I honestly thought they were the same thing. So um, even though there's like similarities, like I really didn't understand you know that they are actually completely different things um and we don't want to get preachy either like i find it's annoying when no. if somebody says i have heartburn am i gonna give you the third degree and be like but is it indigestion is it acid reflux well, a like, lot what of is time it it's causal effect like, right could be yeah. based from medication mm -hmm. it yeah. could be based from bulking up and eating a certain Side amount effects. of stuff mm. continually yeah. or i mean in theory like they always say about our human bodies well you know what variety is the best way to do stuff just kind of take turns and you could eat anything however um and we all know that that's not necessarily true we also know we have other health conditions that can come along, whether it be, you know, uh, you know the hernia or something like that, hiatus hernia, I mean, something that can really bother you. And I, I love the idea that, okay, as you get older, I do know that some people, no, it doesn't bother. Other people, I think medication or when we start fiddling, saying I got to eat more of this or less of that because I sometimes think it works in reverse, but I do love variety and I love what she taught us exercises to build up those those muscles um i really think that that's what really does it so really cool on um tuesday i'll stick with that day as well folks uh we were joined by caitlin rutherford general manager of lily uh, lily e cafe uh in toronto coffee cafe in toronto um here she's talking about how they make the job interview process more inclusive and stress-free we did our best to prepare for that. Um, we allowed for a lot of time because we knew people were going to be nervous. We knew that people might not show up on time because of navigation issues. Um, we did our best to make it an accessible space, uh, but 
people get lost all the time. Um, I do too. So we, we made sure that we kept our questions, um, concise and then allowed for extra time. Um, and then we also made sure that we had different ways of asking those questions, breaking them down if necessary, ask them in a different way another time if they were misunderstood. Um, and we really tried to connect with the person who was sitting in front of us um, and make them feel like it, this wasn't a test, that we really wanted to understand where they were coming from and what they were looking for, what they were looking to get out of a job with us. Um, because that's part of our program is that right. we are hoping to help people develop their, their goals or even identify their goals for what happens next. It fascinates me to think about a job interview, the stress that you know you're going to have because you're hoping to land the job. You're in an experience being asked questions by people who don't know you. You want to put your best foot forward. You want them to find you an intriguing candidate, a potential employee. So you have all those things that get in your head beforehand. Those of us with disabilities, as, as I mentioned during the interview, um, sometimes we don't get that opportunity to be interviewed a lot. I mean, I've heard people say, I've dropped off so many resumes. You know, I'm thinking of my siblings. I had to have dropped off over the last few days 100 resumes. So you think, okay, well, how many job interviews might you get for that? If they get three, four, five, then I add up how many res uh, interviews I've had in my lifetime. And I... I not had that many um, in my lifetime. I think I know intellectually what I'm to do if I'm having one. I think I can calm myself down. I've had so many conversations about it. Uh, so I think I'm okay to field it. But when you hear about people who we know don't get that opportunity to be interviewed, may not ever get the call. We think of the things that work in our head as we were speaking with Fern the other day about going to parties. We think about, well, man, I can self-talk myself right out of this. Um, then you try to have that confidence and you may say too much. You know, my mom used to say to my father, hey, 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 you can talk yourself into a job and right on out of it. And it used to kind of make us chuckle, but mm. it's so easy to get bogged down in already so many other things. So doors off to them, first of all, at the cafe for doing their best to try to neutralize some of those things, to try to put ourselves in everyone's place. I, I know you can only do so much because we ourselves are going to get in our head. Um, we are going to have those effects. But anything, and I just wish other employee employers could extend to this. And I get, hey, man, you're going to be serving people. There's going to be a lot of stress here. You know, we're, we're starting that stress now as you're sitting here. And maybe there's a bonus to that, a benefit of some kind in some people's minds, and other people coming in there realize at that interview, this isn't for me. And it's so hard because so many of us with disabilities don't get that opportunity. And to have that feeling, well, man, this may not be for me. And I'd hate to see someone discouraged at an interview. So it's so wonderful when people think about this. Hey, you might get a little lost, but we all know I might get lost, but I have to get it in my head to try my best not to be late, to find the place and it's so much easier said than done, Ramya. Yeah, I mean, it really sets the tone, right, to the organization, uh, to the industry, even sometimes if you zoom out a, a bit, like you hear about customer service interviews at different banks and inst financial institutions mm. like that, and boy, the reputations. I'm thinking law firms, and like you're not, you know, some of these things do I get not... anxiety for people when oh, they God, talk yeah. before a job to. interview. They're I feel to. sick. Some of these places and industries, um, types of work, 
the anxiety, inducing anxiety, is part of the stress test. If, if any of us read um, the uh, astronaut book, I can't even think of his name right now, the Canadian astronaut, they, the way that he described just going through the tests and the possibilities of failing, that was part of the process. Like, if you couldn't make it through this fitness test, if you will, mental toughness, then you're not going to make it through the job. It is part of your, the, the responsibilities to weed through the people who can't. And anyways, all this to say that sometimes, yes, I understand and could understand in the, the line of work, but other times... As you're saying, Kels, we just want to give people the opportunity to work. We want people yeah. to have the opportunity of feeling like they could contribute to society in these ways, get paid for it. You know, your value is based on getting paid. Sometimes it's as simple as that. And if you've never experienced it or never feel like you could experience it, that is very depleting for you on a mental health level. And, oh, yeah. um, you know, so initiatives like this and other initiatives, sometimes everything just looks great on paper, but also what's the vibe? What's the tone that you're setting when people walk into this space? How are you welcoming them? Um, it makes the biggest difference for people walking out because of that Because you're interview. on trial, too. Absolutely. Is this the kind of place, right, ladies? Yeah. If you're on trial, too, as, far, as, as, a, as an employer. I could not agree more with that. I know, for me, my first job, especially, like, doing, like, what we do now, like, my first job was so degrading. Like, I literally folded clothes in a men's changing room, and I wasn't allowed to do anything else. I wasn't allowed to try anything else. Um, you know, I was just, like, a number and, uh, you know, so they could tick that box of saying, like, yeah, like, we have someone with a disability working for us. Um, the cafe, I love the Lily Cafe. I've never been there myself, but my brother-in-law used to work in the same building as their, like, first location. And he used to go there all the time. And I was actually lucky enough a few years ago to interview the founder. And they just have, like, such a, an amazing story. And his little girl is probably, like, one of the cutest kids I think I've ever come across and I have my own so like that's saying something <laughs> um but like it's just everything they stand for is so amazing and like I just love how I don't know if this is the right, right, right way to put it but like a lot of jobs are so like dehumanizing yes and they yes. are doing like everything within their power it's just like be inclusive and you know make sure that everyone who works for them knows their worth which I just think is so invaluable you know okay yes. mm -hmm. yeah. so i'm gonna jump to thursday where we spoke to mary about you know the fact that it's coming up on the holidays and uh, a lot of people are going to be hosting and sometimes that can be pretty stressful but she gave us some really good tips so many things but we're going to pick on a little a few of them right now and at the top of my list make sure you're home or event venue is physically accessible. So if you're hosting a party at your house, clear any clutter from the doorways, hallways, so people can move easily through the space. Um, ask the guests or the guest that, you know, if there's anything you can assist them with. I appreciate that, me personally. Um, it just, it helps me kind of feel a little more at ease. And then right. be mindful of guest preferences regarding music volume. Oh, it's about to be a fight. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, because sometimes, especially if someone has a hearing impairment or specific That's sensory fair. needs, right, it could be a little cue. I mean, because I tend to put the volume a little high. Same. That's just me. You're the same, right? 
So just keep that in mind at the back of your mind. I can just see Mary with her music blaring at all of her parties that she likes. <laughs> but I just found this so interesting because um, one thing I think I'm a little bit guilty of personally is like, I'm very aware of like my own needs, but like that's actually something that I never really consider. And I think that's just because like in terms of other people coming into my house. And I think that's just because for the most part, like as much as I have a lot of friends with disabilities, I don't, I normally meet them somewhere. I don't always host them, right. but I do always appreciate like when I go to someone else's house, um, a lot of the time, you know, I ask for like, can you show me where the bathroom is and just give me like a rough idea of like the layout of the house if I haven't right. been there before um, and things like that. And I find that super useful. Um, I also just have to howl at the fact that we were talking about paper plates yesterday with Mary because <laughs> um, I've been living off of paper plates recently and I have posted several um friends over the last few weeks so dishwasher's broken everyone on the kelly and ramia team knows this is a big deal in my life right now that my dishwasher <laughs> is broken um so we've been living off of paper plates and uh i did make the mistake of the other week when i made my chili everyone if anyone remembers mm-hmm. um yep. The bowls were too flimsy, and thankfully the adults were fine, but Henley picked her bowl up, and oh. the chili just, like, yeah, like, <laughs> it's a nightmare. It was such a mess. But, yeah, I always just love Mary's segments. She always gives me so much to think about, especially because I am someone that loves to host. I love to cook. I, Yeah, I'm always so into Mary's segments. So is there anything that either of you two took away from that? Everything. (laughs) I took away mostly the sound that we would use when Henley picked up the bowl of that old Price is Right sound. (laughs) (laughs) As the food went down. (laughs) Beth, awesome. Thank you. No, thank you for having me. It's always a blast. Cut for time. Beth, dear, joining us this week on the program. We do this on Fridays. This is the last one, actually, for the year. Oh, we'll be wow. back with it in the new year with Cut for Time. But we're back after the break when we return to tell you a little bit about what's going on over the weekend on AMI-audio and AMI-tv. We have a closing moment that most of you will find very interesting. A little sweet tooth, though. Stick around. We'll be back with more of Kelly and Ramya after this short break. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider. 